Good morning. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will be speaking about a clubhouse approach to mental health support. Here in Classip County, the local chapter of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, is recruiting for a program director for a clubhouse here in Astoria, Oregon. Today, we'll find out about that from my guest, Dr. Gabriella Karoshi. She is a board member of the local NAMI chapter. Again, that's National Alliance on Mental Illness. And she also does many other things. Good morning, Dr. Gabriella. Good morning. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm glad to hear about um, this new program and what will be happening here in Clatsop County. We also have Lauren Harms. Lauren is a board member of the local NAMI chapter. She's also on the Clatsop County Mental Health Treatment Court team. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Before we begin talking about this topic, which affects all of us, um, please tell the listening audience a bit about yourself, and why don't we start with you, Dr. Gabriella Karoshi. Um, yes, um, I've been living here in Clotsop County now about five years. I've been a nurse for about 25 years, and the last 15 years I've been working in the addiction and mental health field. And I'm very excited about this program coming to our county. I also volunteer for Red Cross Medical Reserve Court, and I'm a board, man- board member for the local Copeland Commons as well. I recently also just finished writing a book about addictions. I interviewed about 50 people and looking for publishing opportunities right now. And what what is it that drew you to the field of um, addiction and mental health? And, and, they're, and they're separate issues, but they're also connected, too. Well, I had um, some experiences um, through, through work. I worked in the addiction field in a hospital, so I um, learned a lot about addiction and mental health and developed a lot of compassion and empathy, and I had some experiences to friends and family that um, draw me to this field. Have you seen... Um, that there have been some significant changes and it's been uh, rewarding because when you say the word excited, that sounds like you're very positive. Yes. (laughs) Um, I think that there's not enough mental health support uh, wherever we look and every new opportunity to provide support for people to feel um, welcome um, and be able to improve on themselves um, in a comfortable, safe setting is a great opportunity. Indeed. Thank you so much. And Lauren Harms, please tell the listening audience about yourself. I've lived here since 1983. My husband and I um, moved here. uh, He was in the Coast Guard, and we decided this is where he wanted to stay. And in 1995, we had a foster child who we determined needed help with his mental issues. So I contacted um, Juanita Price, who was then the leader of the group, the leader of the tribe, if you will, and she enfolded us into that group, and I've been a member ever since and uh, seeking help for that young man. However, um, I wanted to continue on and help others if I can. Oh, that's excellent. And, And so that brings us to the next thing. What is the National Alliance on Mental Illness? Well, it is a national group, and it's centered in Virginia, if you will. 
I'm not. I, isn't that terrible? I don't even remember. It's for all sure. right. It's probably all. On, <laughs> it's all on their website. Yeah, and um, what it is is it offers programs, several um, diverse programs for families. It's basically to help families of the mentally ill. That's its focus, and it offers lots of programs for teaching, for uh, expressing opinions. There's a website, of course, and um, there's a newsletter that they send out every month that has a lot of good articles for people to read. Um, But basically, it's a support for families of the mentally ill. And so it's a national organization. It's a 501c3 national organization, but there are chapters all over the United States. Yes. And I went to that website this morning, which is an excellent website, and I looked up the definition of mental illness, at least uh, the NAMI definition of that. And so I just kind of want us to have a, so we all know we're, we all know we're talking about the same thing. Um, so it's basically you say that trying to tell the difference between what expected behaviors are and what might be the signs of a mental illness isn't always easy. I mean, all of us can be depressed. All of us can be in and out, I think, of, you know, our mental health is varies depending on sometimes external factors as well as internal factors. Um, common signs of mental illness, according to NAMI, in adults and adolescents can include the following, excessive worrying or fear, feeling excessively sad or low, confused thinking or problems concentrating and learning, extreme mood changes, including uncontrollable highs or feelings of euphoria, prolonged or strong feelings of irritability or anger, avoiding friends and social activities, difficulties understanding or relating to other people, changes in sleeping habits or feeling tired and low energy, Changes in eating habits, such as increased hunger or lack of appetite. Changes in sex drive. Difficulty perceiving reality, delusions or hallucinations, in which a person experiences and senses things that don't exist in objective reality. Inability to perceive changes in one's own feelings, behavior, or personality, like lack of insight. Abuse of substances like alcohol or drugs. Multiple physical ailments without obvious causes, such as headaches, stomach aches, vague and ongoing aches and pains. Thinking about suicide, inability to carry out daily activities or handle daily problems and stress, an intense fear of weight gain or concern with appearance, and and certainly we can see these conditions also can develop in young children. So, so Dr. Gabriella, you gave me a statistic um, earlier that was kind of shocking. Can you talk a little bit about mental illness in our country? Uh, yeah, so 90% of all suicides are related to a mental disorder, and one in every four people have some kind of mental illness when we look at the United States. That is pretty incredible, and uh, I don't think most people would know that. But however, I feel that all of us in this society, which is changing so rapidly, and it's so hard for us. Biologically, we have not evolved to deal with all the, you know, the electrosmog, the, you know, the chemicals in our food, the, what's the particulates in our air, all the things that are changing in our world so rapidly. It's very hard for people to adjust to that. So I think we're all, you know, in and out of, you know, mental health, you know, and what even, what does that mean? What is mental health? Well, I think it's part of it is learning to deal with the stress in your life. If you find a way to uh, answer your questions about your stress, I think your mental health is good. But some folks don't have the opportunity to separate all of that, and the stress takes over. And it also is a clinical issue um, other than just our society, but it can be a clinical issue from birth. 
Yes, absolutely. And and Dr. Gabriella said something earlier that was important too uh, about if it affects your daily life, correct? Yes. Yes, if you feel like you cannot get up in the morning and not able to, to take care of yourself or your loved ones, or you're not able to go to work or go outside, any of those things um, can be related to mental health issues. And the way we look at mental health and mental illness in our culture is changing. In the old days, we used to lock people up in sanatoriums, and we did electrical shock treatments and all kinds of things. How is that changing today? And are we seeing more mental illness, or are we just treating it differently and looking at it differently? Um, in the mental health treatment court, the object objective is to find other things for folks to do besides break the law because they don't know what else to do. So um, there is a strict rule that you do community service, you have treatment from your mental health provider, and uh, I think it helps with the, with folks who don't know what else to do but do bad things. Mm. We need to create more support systems for for, you know, those who are struggling with mental illness. And that's why you're very excited about the clubhouse model. So let's talk about that. What is the clubhouse model? The clubhouse model has been around for a long time. Currently, um, it's supported by the Clubhouse International, and there's over 300 locations all over the world. Um, it is basically creating a safe um, environment for people with mental health disorders to go to and be involved in a in a community so the idea is to create a work order day so the clubhouse let's say would be open open eight to four or nine to four every day monday to friday sometimes they do have friday evening or saturday activities like go out take a trip and do things together um but a person would walk in in the morning and there would be different tasks and activities that they could do. It could be um, an activity to help out with the phones. It could be to help out the organization, uh, help out with the website running the nonprofit. It could be also some work training or writing resumes. It kind of depending on what they need that day. Um, but they would be a productive member of the organization. So they Oh, part, they kind of have a part ownership <clears throat> once they are in the member. Almost like a cooperative in a way. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes. So the members are just as or even more important than staff. So the staff and member ratio is really low because the whole idea is that the members participate just as fully and more than the staff. And make it look like a regular work day for mm -hmm. those who don't have that in their lives right now, a purpose for the whole day. Purpose is so vital and so, so. Uh, and tell us about the clubhouses that already exist here in Oregon. Yes, so we have um, Campus House in Medford, which is the oldest um, clubhouse. They've been here for five years, and uh, they have 819 members. Uh, once you join a clubhouse, you're a member for life. Um, not every member can come every day, and many times members after a few months or a few years, they get jobs, but they are still a member, so they might come occasionally. So they are everyday attendants, about 40 people, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more. Um, people come and go as, as they need to, but their overall membership is 819 member, which is really impressive. So they are located in Medford, um, 
and um, we have the newest clubhouse that opened a year ago in Roseburg, and that's Chadwick House, and um, they are they are doing very well. And North Star in Portland, um, they are doing also extremely really so well. So really, the clubhouse model is almost creating a tribe, a sense, a community for people who who need to belong, and we all need to belong. Yes. And in our fractured society today, many times there are those who have no family, they have no friends or close by, um, people that they can connect with. So this is not a medical treatment facility. This is a community support for people who are struggling with mental illness, correct? Right. Absolutely. And a member needs to be referred by a clinical person or a therapist of some kind, but or a court, or, or a court, justice yeah. system, yeah. social worker. So it's not yeah. a drop-in place. No. It's a, uh, so... There would be no clinical workers there unless they were volunteers, of course, but there's we don't have anyone on board daily as a clinical person. So typically, do you feel like, well, that's a tough question to say, um, are most people who have a mental illness, according to the criteria that's listed on the NAMI website, are most people getting the help that they need professionally? Because because there are barriers to that, too. Yes. Um, there's. We talked a little bit earlier before. There's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of stigma even just to go and get mental health treatment. And some people don't feel comfortable taking the medications or go to a mental health provider. Or even if they do, they need some additional support. There's just, <clears throat> there's just not enough mental health support pretty much anywhere in the country because of the ratio of mental health disorders are so high. So any additional support is very beneficial. And um, the clubhouse provides a purpose, a place to go, um, creates a community, uh, which many times is missing from these individuals' lives. And it sounds like it's making a positive difference. I mean, you said it's evidence-based that it's successful. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, the clubhouses are sponsored, if you will, by NAMI Oregon, but after a period of time, then they form their own 501c3 and become basically independent. Um, and it seems to be the right model, the right way to do it. So eventually that's what will happen here, um, maybe within a year, maybe within two years. But our crutch right now would be NAMI Oregon to yes. help us get started, yes. help us hire some folks and um, just lead us a little bit along the way. But after that, we're on our own. Okay, and we're going to talk about the Beacon Clubhouse, um, located in Astoria, Oregon, which will be opening next year on the second half of the program. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn. And today we're talking about, <coughs> excuse me, a clubhouse approach to mental health support. We all need mental health support to varying degrees. Um, Dr. Gabriella Karoshi is in the studio. She is a board member of the local NAMI chapter, NAMI National Alliance on Mental Illness, nationwide organization. They have a great website. Uh, she is here in the studio. She's just written a book, and she has a lot of uh, talents and, and has been working in the field of addiction for a long time and is really excited about seeing some of the positive things that are happening. We also have in the studio Lauren Harms. Lauren is a board member of the local NAMI chapter, and she is also on the Clatsop County Mental Health Treatment Court team. So let's talk about the Beacon Clubhouse. What is the Beacon Clubhouse? 
the Beacon Clubhouse is going to be uh, located in the uh, First Baptist Church on 8th Street. Right by the post office. Right across from the courthouse, yes. And the church has been so beneficial to us. They have offered us basically whatever we need. They've made improvements in their Wi-Fi. They're going to move things around for us. And they're offering to basically give us (laughs) the space. We had to tell them that we need to pay something to them. (laughs) But they've offered to give us the space and as soon as we're ready. So what do you need to do to be ready? Because right now you are recruiting. So actually, if those of you who are listening know someone, or maybe you yourself are interested, the uh, NAMI, Clatsop County, is recruiting for a program director for the Beacon Clubhouse here located in Astoria, Oregon. And uh, it's a full-time salaried position. And how can people find out more about this? What What is this um, program director of the Beacon Clubhouse going to be doing here in Astoria? Well, they're going to be head of the of the clubhouse, and they are going to hire some more staff and volunteers that can support the clubhouse. Um, they are the ones who are going to start the program. One great thing about the clubhouses, they are very inclusive. So Medford Clubhouse um, already offered us that they are willing to come up and help and, and support us uh, in any way they can. And um, any kind of information, like they have forms or resources, they are willing to share. So it's not something that you have to start over. Um, it's something that is you can continue. So you can get some support from the other clubhouses. Right, because um, there's a model of what's working. Right? Yeah, yeah, there's a model of what's working. So uh, we're going to need volunteers um, to come as, as much as they can. Uh, we're going to need some supplies, some computers and um, office supplies and things like that. And um, so members, you're, you're recruiting right now for the program director. So the the job uh, listing is, uh, I would suggest. Uh, now you do have a Facebook page too. We correct? do. It's on the Facebook page, and it's also been in the Daily Astorian and Nami Oregon in Portland is sending it out to other employment sites. Okay. Yeah. So, so the program director. Um, is uh, it says this is an opportunity for an entrepreneurial candidate who enjoys the rewards and challenges of launching uh, challenges of launching a new venture in a collaborative environment, and you're hoping to hire this person shortly because you're yes. hoping to open Beacon Clubhouse and the First Baptist Church in February. Right, that's the goal. Okay, that's the goal. So uh, again, uh, I would suggest that uh, and and Nami in uh, Portland will be doing the interviews. Correct. Uh, they will be screening. They'll be screening the applicants. Applicants, okay. and then they will send them to Gabriella and myself, and we will uh, look through them and then present them to our other board members, the ones that we feel would be appropriate. So it would be local hiring, basically. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I would say that that's ambitious, but you know what? You already have the space. You already have the funding for the yes. position and for other staff. So you really have some steam in the engine here. Yeah, and I'd like to, again, thank the the folks at the First Baptist Church. They have been so accommodating and so excited, like we are, to have this in their facility. Well, I think it will allay fears. That it's not a drop-in place. Right. <clears throat> it's not... Um, you know, it's some something that again is a model that you've already tried and it works. So, what other things would you like to talk about about the clubhouse and how Clatsop County can support this? 
Well, <laughs> I think the uh, the job of our board now is to, our local board, is to bring folks together who are already here, who are in, anxious for this to happen, and come to our NAMI meetings and when, okay, so talk a little bit about the NAMI chapter here. You have a board. We have a board, a small board, and we're trying to recruit members. Um, we meet the second Tuesday of every month over in the Seafood Center at 6 o'clock. Okay. And we're going to hopefully, Gabrielle and I are hopefully going to start a group of folks to come and just discuss whatever they want to discuss, like a roundtable, and include that in our agenda. And we're hoping to do that so that we can get more support locally for the clubhouse between now and February. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great idea. It's an idea that's worked. And um, and clearly that is one of the concerns that you've had is that there just does not seem to be enough support for those who are struggling with mental illness. Yeah, there's just um, the statistics are overwhelming when we when we look at mental illness and the suicide rates and addiction rate. And um, I just wanted to mention that the only exclusion would be from the clubhouse, somebody who is harmed to themselves or others. And they might just have to leave for a while until they are better and then come back. But there's no other exclusion um, criteria. And when people come to the club, it's like you said, it's almost like a nine to five kind of a job Monday through Friday. Yes. So they'll go there and they can learn to cook. They yes. can learn to use computers. Com- use computers. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is the the church already has a basically a, a retail store Yes. in their basement. It's like um, a donation of clothing, etc. And they said we could take that and teach people how to do retail by either donating or giving or learning to sell clothes at a 50 cents or whatever, but learning that process. So they've already set it up for us. Well, that's a great idea because basically you're taking people who maybe have been living on the fringe in some way and and not able to be productive or feel valuable, I guess, to, to the community, and you're giving them the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I just uh, yes, and I just wanted to mention some of the possible possible jobs maybe that could include reception, food services, transportation management, outreach, maintenance, research, managing the employment and education programs, financial services, and much more. So each clubhouse is a little bit unique and different. It's kind of based on what is the need of the members. And if there are some programs that are already exist in the community, we do not want to replicate that. So there's going to be kind of like an assessment what is out there. So some clubhouse members might be referred to if there's a program at um, Clotsop Community College or if one of the local mental health already have a program or if there's a group that's already available, we're going to send the people to that and then also add new things that might be supporting the members. It almost sounds like the clubhouse is a touchstone. It's a place, It's again, it's not a clinic, it's not a medical facility, <coughs> Excuse me, but it is a place where people can learn skills. They can, I mean, it can make the difference between a life that feels um, unfulfilling, and a life that is fulfilling. Exactly, yeah. And we are so happy to have that location because it is on the local bus route, so folks will be able to get there. Uh, Transportation won't be an issue for them if they want to come. So that's another plus for the church being our starting point, yeah. 
I would like to just visit very briefly this this idea of the stigma and how we can, uh, because I think people are afraid of things that, you know, we're afraid of things we don't understand, really. And you have spent a long time, both of you, working with people with mental illness. And, and, and you both feel um, excited and positive, and you've seen the difference that this kind of support can make. Do you just want to address that quickly before we... Um, well, I think probably the slogan or the the logo should be acceptance. Mm-hmm. That you can be accepted into society as you are, and especially if you're seeking help for whatever it is that is troubling you. And I think that's probably what we're looking for is for people to feel accepted. Absolutely. And when, uh, when I visited North Star in Portland, I fell in love with that clubhouse. It was just so wonderful. When you walk through that door, you are a person. You're not a person with mental illness. You're not labeled. You're not somebody with bipolar or schizophrenia or anxiety or depression. It is a person walking through the door and everybody's there to see how we can help you today, how we can make your day better. What are the things you like to work on today? So. People, when they go to the clubhouse, they don't go as a diagnosis. They walk in as a person. Yes, and honestly, I think we would be hard-pressed to find anyone in the world today who is perfectly mentally healthy. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I mean, we, we are all struggling to varying degrees. Yep. And, um, uh, and it sounds like a really kind place. And um, for those of you who haven't seen it, please see the new uh, Tom Hanks film uh, playing Mr. Rogers. That film is very much about kindness, which is what we need in the world today. Much more, uh, much more kindness. So, um, so the Beacon Clubhouse is recruiting for a program director, um, and it's the job opening is now. Uh, you can go to the NAMI website. That's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And we just have a few minutes left, so I'd like to let each one of you say a little bit more about anything we perhaps did not talk about, or what else you'd like the listening audience to know. Look at your notes. Is there something you've left out that you want to say? Um, well, one thing that we need to know, to uh, to let people know is our program director is going to need to write for grants, you know, or hire someone who can because we're going to be f- functioning on that type of income. So that would be an important um, piece of the job interview, if you will. So NAMI will support you financially the first year, it sounds like. Well, we're basically supporting ourselves. We have the funds to do that. They're just helping us with the organization okay. of this, okay. yes. Okay, Yeah. good to know. Yeah. We were given a, a huge grant from a, a, a woman who left money to our group a few years ago, and so we determined that this is the way we wanted to spend it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah. so the grant writing will be important. In fact, we've already received a grant from one of the hospitals. Yeah, from Providence. Yeah, and we just need to be able to use it. Yeah, and so they will be um, hopefully skilled in writing for money. Yeah, compassion, acceptance, support. And, of course, you can always uh, become a member of the local um, NAMI chapter and donate specifically for NAMI or to the clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say that for the clubhouse to be a member, it means to be a member of an organization where where somebody belongs, um, fitting in somewhere, and to have a place where somebody is always welcome. 
Yes, um, and uh, we need more of those in the world today. And so thank you both so much for being here, Lauren Harms and Dr. Gabriella Karoshi, um, for your fine work. Um, again, you can learn more um, by going to the website, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, um, or you have a local chapter Facebook page? Yes, okay. we do. And NAMI Klatsup, it's called. NAMI Klatsup, N-A-M-I. Okay. Um, thank you both so much for being here, for the fine work you're doing. And so we'll be excited to see that next, after the Beacon Clubhouse is open, then we'll have to come back and, and have you on the show and talk more about what's happening with it being fully functional here in Astoria, Oregon. And thank you for thank inviting you so us. Yes. You're so welcome. Thank you. And Dylan Hausershaw, you are truly amazing. Thank you for being the engineer today and for all the kindness that you um, demonstrate <laughs> in the world. Um, I also want to express my appreciation to local talented banjo instructor Michael Bruin for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, find a moment for yourself. And then let's just go ahead and take that moment right now. So let's take a moment to all take a deep breath. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. And really helps us cope with the stress in the world today. If we can just remember to breathe deeply throughout the day, that will be so nourishing and helpful to us. And then with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well in your life. There will always be those things that aren't going well. But try, if you can, with appreciation to focus on the things that are going well. And then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you. For doing the best you can, because everyone is. If they knew better, they'd do better. For doing the best you can and for being here now, in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment, on the amazing planet we call Earth. <laughs>